Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz fall tonight to the Denver Nuggets by the final score of 117-101. Mike Malone's team learned the lesson from opening night and improved in every category. And a fourth quarter run of 19-1 was more than the Jazz could handle. We're talking about it coming up on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone after the Jazz lose it tonight. It was a game of runs. Denver went on an 18-2 run. The Jazz answered on a 10-0 run. Then Denver won a 17-4 run. Then the Jazz won an 11-4 run. And then the capper was a 19-1 run to open the fourth quarter. In some way, the story was that the Nuggets' runs were just bigger than the Jazz' runs. And so they just kept stretching and adding on to their lead. Yep. The back-to-back threes, I think, that Hyden was knocking down, those those kind of things just added on to. And then the fact that the Jazz was fouling and... and, uh, Denver just took it to the Jazz tonight. I mean, they just took them to the woodshed and just uh, and, and whooped their butt. Uh, starters didn't have to play a lot of minutes tonight, so uh, you give Denver a lot of credit for responding and, and not only responding, but just remembering you know what happened to them in, in game one in Utah. Jokic set the tone early. In the first quarter, he did his usual 7.6 rebounds, 6 assists. And kind of controlled it. But maybe the biggest story for Denver was the return of Michael Porter Jr. and the shots he was able and, – and what he was able to do for them. MPJ had 15 points and seven rebounds in the first half. Yeah, seven for 15 shooting. And he was one of three players that uh, for the Nuggets has had 30 minutes to play tonight. Otherwise, you know, you got everybody else spending 25 and 24 minutes uh, because I guess the Denver Nuggets didn't need that starting lineup out there on the floor that much. All right, so if we look at this one from a purely jazz standpoint, I mean De- – Denver really, they were great tonight. To me, what they did is they learned the lesson, right? They, the Jazz had one offensive rebound in the first half after uh, you, whatever you just did took us off the took me off. There we go. Um, the uh, or killed my headphones at least, but we're back on. Uh, the Jazz had one offensive rebound in the um, in the first half of this game after dominating the glass. And, and Mike Malone even said it in the pregame. You know, our guys were unwilling to put a body on someone. Well, that's a pretty good call out to his guys, and he, and he got the answer he wanted. He did. Jazz only ended up with eight offensive rebounds. They've been averaging about 14, close to 15 offensive rebounds a game. Uh, that's leading to some second-chance points there as well. And, you know, when you, when you have talent and you, you, you're on a mission, uh, one of your game plans is to do something – that's going to help you win, they were able to do it. The other one tonight, Jazz only able to force 12 turnovers. And this one, I think, is a really big discussion point. The Jazz offense right now, which came in tonight ranked 17th in the NBA, has been almost entirely predicated on the Jazz forcing turnovers and getting in transition. The Jazz are number one in the NBA in forcing turnovers. If the Jazz don't force those turnovers, it's going to be very hard for them to survive offensively. It's going to be, yes, that um, and is a number of things are going to be going to affect the Jazz being successful. Uh, turning, forcing turnovers, that's going to be one because they can get out and run. Uh, just And in, in three-point shooting, but that has to be good. Uh, they have to continue to get the number of threes up. You know, they only they, they got up 39, only made 10. They've been averaging close to 15 a, a, a game. So th- those type of things are very important as far as the Jazz winning. That gives them a chance to stay in basketball games and give themselves a chance to win, which is what they did not have tonight. A subtle thing that's been going on we haven't talked about a lot is the Jazz are allowing the most amount of shots at any team in the NBA at the rim. And tonight they did a little bit better job. They actually were the ones who got to the rim at 31 shots, but Denver still got 26 shots at the rim. 
And if you're allowing that many shots at the rim, you're going to have to be able to run out on people and go the other way and be able to change sides of the floor very, very quickly. And that fast break speed game was was not was not as uh, available tonight for the Jazz. Yeah. Anytime you can get out and push the ball ahead of the defense and you give, you give yourself a chance to get uh, those high percentage layups on the, on the other side of the floor, some of them sometimes they're in fast break, you start spacing the floor, guys start knocking down threes, exactly what the Denver Nuggets did there uh, in that second quarter when they, when, they, when they got hot and got, what did they have, 20, they, they ended up scoring 28 points, 35, that was in the first quarter, 35 points in it first quarter 35 in the first 28 in the second they added another 26 in the third and then blew it out on a 19 to 1 run and that's the last piece where this game was vastly different was bench play it was the jazz with seven players in double figures and 50 plus points off the bench in salt lake city tonight it was bones highland with 26 christian brown was terrific in 32 minutes the rookie out of kansas had 10 points six rebounds he had the block of the night on uh, malik beasley they also got 10 from jeff green and double uh, figures from DeAndre Jordan. The Jazz just did not have that. Now on the positive side for the Jazz, Mike Conley was not shooting the ball well, and you don't really worry about it. He's been playing brilliantly. He's been carrying the team to wins, but you don't want a, that shooting stretch to go 10 games or something where he's uh-huh. not shooting well. Mike came into the night, uh, according to my numbers, 9 of 20 from 3, and I think shooting about 37% from the field and 31% overall. Um, and tonight he gets it going. Four of five from three, 14 points, five assists, no turnover, still being Mike Conley. But those were important for those shots to go in for Mike. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, Mike is one of those guys that works very, very hard on his shooting. He knows he can shoot shoot the basketball. And what, I, what I'm impressed with is a lot of guys, when they're struggling like that, they start pressing. You know, they start um, going back to mechanics and things like that. He does... And works he has this little ritual that he does, and, and he, he doesn't get away from that. And he knows that those shots are going to fall eventually. One thing I'm super curious to keep an eye on, Ron, is the life of Jordan Clarkson. So Denver plays us a second time and realizes, okay, wait a sec, Jordan Clarkson's like the guy we got to take away. He goes one for ten. The other night, Jordan Clarkson went six of 14 in the second matchup against Houston. It will be interesting to watch how teams build scouting reports to deal with the Utah Jazz, but I think we're beginning to see it. And what it is is Jordan Clarkson's not allowed to have space and Jordan Clarkson's not allowed to maneuver. Okay, that's a great point, and, and you're absolutely right about that. And then you, you realize that J- Jordan is playing a little bit different than what we saw him play last year. You know, 10 shots. Uh, I think Jordan may have averaged 14, 15 shots last year coming off the bench by playing um, – uh, with the ball in his hands most of the time. Uh, 22 minutes tonight, that's not uh, you know something he's probably used to. But you're absolutely right. Uh, teams are going to play him a lot different. Uh, they're going to crowd him uh, and, and force him to drive to the basket. Ron, 30 fouls tonight. Will Hardy's kind of minimized this issue. Do you think it's a minor issue? Do you think it's beginning to be a significant issue? I hope it doesn't become something that's going to that affect the Jazz play, but um, Kelly Olenek and, and Vanderbilt are, are two players that usually pick up you know a lot of fouls. Uh, playing defense with your hands and moving screens, you know those type of things usually you know will put you on the bench because you're in foul trouble. But hopefully, you know this is just one of those ball games where you just fouling a lot. They, they were bigger than the Jazz. And, you know, just hopefully, hopefully that doesn't bother. It does feel like we've crossed over a little bit of fouls from aggressiveness into fouls out of reaching and 
Like, so, there's a difference between, like, just being aggressive and being, like, reckless. And I feel like there was a lot of recklessness the last so, two so games. So those reaching fouls that were that turned into steals turned into fouls tonight. That's what you're saying. All right, two stars time, Ron Boone. I think our fans want to talk about – actually, probably all our fans want to know about Oche, Oche Aba, Ochai Abaje and how he played tonight. Uh, what was your thoughts on him? Because he got 20, 19 minutes, first time we've seen out of Cleveland's first-round draft pick. Well, just seeing only the, the, the 19 minutes that he plays, I thought he looked really good out there. I thought he moved well. He was in position, I think, which is, is, is very important, which means he wasn't, like, just ball-hogging, uh, looking for the basketball. So he go one-on-one. He did play within the offense, ended up uh, – spending 19 minutes on the floor, four for seven from the field. So if I had to give a starter game, I'd probably give it to him. But otherwise, I think we'd probably just nobody else. Oh, I've got two stars tonight. Who, who would you? Mike Conley for four or five from three. You need okay. to get that, so I'm giving him a star. Okay. Colin Sexton, 13 third-quarter points. Got the Jazz back into it. He was a minus 32 tonight. Okay. In 16 minutes, which is not great. That's what I'm looking at over here, plus minus. And, but but I did. Ahead. I mean, he really. I mean, he had a really bad first half. Is really what it comes down to. And then he exploded in that third quarter and showed some, showed some things. He's he's learning how to not start and play a little differently. Lacey says Markin and Conley for her two stars. I'm going Conley and Sexton. It was nice to see Abaji out there. Uh, Leandro Balmaro was a plus 16 in 15 minutes, but I'm not sure I'd take a lot out of that. And Abaji was... Minus six in no, nine minutes. No, Abaji was... Minus six in, in, in 19 minutes. 19 minutes. So, though, I'm going... All right, I, I'm, I'm giving out my stars every night. I'm giving Mike Conley and, and Colin Saxton a star tonight. Okay. Ron Boone says, if you're down 29, you don't get stars. <laughs> He's tough, man. I, I'm a lover. And a giver. I'm sweet, <laughs> compassionate, loving, caring, resourceful, compassionate. Okay. I don't think anyone's believing anything <laughs> I just said. All right. You guys can all discuss amongst yourself who your two stars would have been. Ja Morant's in the house tomorrow night. I'm so excited to ja. see Ja. Come on out and join us. Tickets are available. So, so what is his name? Ja. Awesome. Besides, I'm just awesome. going awesome. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Jaw dropping. <laughs> Have a great one, everyone. Take See care. you.